Welcome, golf addicts. How you doing? What's up? Happy Monday. It's November. It's going to be Thanksgiving soon. You're going to be, you know, Black Friday in it up and eating yourself all, you know, till you're fat, happy and stuff. I'm already doing that. I've been pounding some Halloween candy. Hope you have been too. Happy, uh, happy Cadence Bank Houston Open thing. I think that's what we're doing today. DB here. First look show. First clicks. Outright bets. And I got to apologize right off the bat. I, I had hit the last two times I had done the show before last week. I gave you the win. Tom Kim, Keegan Bradley. Okay. That'd be good. Um, last week, I did not give you the winner. Russell Henley. I, gone. Kapoof. Out of my brain. Off my mind. Off my brain. Um, despite being a Georgia Bulldog. Despite it being a big week for the dogs, not on my radar. So, <clears throat> hope you guys hit it. You know, I had a couple guys finish third. Joel Damon was on the card. He was a click. Seamus Power, I ranted about, raved about on this show. Uh, in the nut hut, I was sitting there going, guys, Seamus Power's 5% owned. Play him in DFS. Hope you did that. Saw some people winning some money in the nut hut. That's good. We had a good prize picks week in the nut hut. A lot of people winning money there. I don't even understand it. Like, I, football. Oh, oh, we did the first ever combined Wednesday night live chat uh, uh, round robin outright card. We built it as a chat. It was wonderful. We had community input. We hit uh, we hit the first bet that we placed, which was the under on David Mills passing yards on Thursday night. We hit the Seahawks at plus two. We had that. And then I had Sig and Justin Lauer in there to finish top 40. And Lauer just kind of, he danced around that top 40 thing all freaking week. And then he didn't do it. And then Sig shot three over on Sunday, dude. Three over. Scotty Scheffler shot a 60, 62 or whatever. And Sig shoots three over to kill us on the round robin. Anyway, get involved in the nut hut. I don't know why you wouldn't. It pays for itself, I swear to you, easily. Easily, it pays for itself. We had a, oh, I gave you a couple player in, inside information. One to fade, one to play. Both worked out. Hope you paid attention to that in the nut hut. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just do that, okay? Get in the nut hut. Let's talk. All right, we got Memorial Park Golf Course. Now, we talked to a number of tour pros. They hate this damn course. A lot of guys hate this course. You're going to hear some people talking about it. They, most of these guys hate this course. They're going to say they don't, but they do. Tom Doak redesigned it w- with Brooks Kepka's help. I can see Brooks being like, uh, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's about how that went, and he got credit for that. Uh, but a lot of guys hate this place. Tom Doug lengthened it, took a bunch of trees out, basically made it a, a bomber's paradise. So let's look at it, because I think we need to talk through the golf course first before we get into some first clicks. Here's a scorecard. Now, here's something to note. Here's something to note. The last two years, so it's, it's been played here last year and the year before. Jason Kokrak won last year at 10 under. The cut line was, I think, plus two. Carlos Ortiz won the first year at 13 under. Cut line, I think, was plus three. <clears throat> Shout out, live boys. You know. Um, now, here's something to note, though. Every year that we've had this place, the PGA Tour's official scorecard says 7,400 yards. And you're going to see that. You're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it this week. 7,400 yard par 70. Holy crap. But <clears throat> both years, both years, when the whole tournament's said and done, it hasn't played longer than 7,100 yards. So, so when you see these scorecards and you see these things get put out, it doesn't necessarily mean, this is tipped out, tipped out, daddy. You know, this is you tipping, your junior prom in here, just a tip. And 
That's what this is. It's not, it's not likely to play 7,400 yards. And it hasn't the last two years. They could change that. They could change that. But it hasn't been as beefy as they'd like you to believe. You know, story of my life. It's probably story of your life. It ain't as beefy as we want you to believe. But it's probably going to play in that 7,100-yard range, in all honesty. Either way, you're going to have, you got uh, five par threes on this course and three par fives. All the, all the par fives are pretty girthy. Um, they're pretty girthy par fives. And you got, allegedly, five par fours from 490 to 500 plus, allegedly, if they do that. Either way, it's still, th- this is going to demand more so than maybe the last couple weeks we've seen on the fall swing at El Camillion, RIP, and Bermuda. You know, this, this, this is going to, we're going to see more mid irons and long irons on this golf course approaching these greens. That is, that is for sure, no matter if it plays 7,100 or 7,400. Um, you're going to see an uptick in approaches between that 150 to 175 range, the 200 to 225 range as well. Uh, but statistically, over the two years, we got kind of a small sample size. All right, so that's, that's the scorecard. Kind of a small sample size to look at, but so far, the average driving distance is pretty, it's pretty average. It's like 290, maybe slightly above average looking at courses since 2015 with ShotLink data. But the fairways are a little tougher to hit than average. Averaging around 62.5%. Um, that's a little, like I said, a little tougher than PJ Tour average. 31-yard wide fairways. And, and the people are going people to talk about the rough, but so far, statistically, over the last two years, the rough, not, not that penal. Like, pretty much PGA Tour average in terms of penalty when you miss the fairways here. Statistically, over the last two years, okay? Greens and regulation around 63.5% is the clip rate over the last two years. That is the 13th lowest green and reg number uh, on the PJ Tour since 2015, not including majors. So if just courses on the regular rotation that we saw like last year, this would fall 13th in the rotation. So a little tougher to hit in terms of greens and reg. Like I said, goes back to hitting the, the, the mid-line, mid-irons, long irons, which is not what we've seen these last couple weeks for sure. Um, <clears throat> so... Just know that, okay? Only three courses, non-majors, have played tougher from a strokes gain total standpoint than Memorial Park since 2015. So all the, all the courses on the PGA Tour rotation, not major championship courses, only three have played harder than Memorial Park has played in the first two years. I just told you Ortiz won at 13 under, Kokrak won at 10 under. That would be, that, that sounds about right because most PGA Tour events don't play like that unless weather comes into play. You got Bermuda greens. They're pretty firm. They're pretty fast. They're undulating. There's some runoffs. Uh, they're definitely, they're, they're not easy. So, you know, uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a grind fest, a little bit less of a wedge fest than what we've seen the last couple years. And, um, you know, I think distance matters. I think, um, and, it, and I think it honestly more matters on the approach, you know, having low, less, club, less club in your hand, higher lofted club in your hand to hit these greens. I think that actually matters a little more than, than even the um, uh, than even off the tee. I want to share another screen with you. Let's uh, let's keep looking here. Let me share. Let me share this. How do I? I can't. Well, brain's not functioning. I didn't sleep well last night, y'all. I didn't sleep well. Hey, while we're while we're doing this, hit the like button, subscribe, comment on the video if you don't mind, please. Um, I, I'm you know we're about to hit we're about to hit the end of the PJ Tour season. Okay, next week we got the RSM. We're going to cover that full full on. But then it's kind of over. We got about six weeks. And that, that, that six week window 
over the last seven years has been when the PG, when the tour junkies get in the lab, you know, and we start retooling things, you know, sometimes it, it might be, you know, like if you got a lot of time off at work, you're, you know, your lady's got a lot of time off at work. She might go get her, you know, get her boobs done or something, put some bolt-ons because she's got a little gap. So she's going to upgrade the product. You know what I mean? She's going to get in the lab. I can, you know, I can disappear for a bit and pop out with some new bolt-ons and, you know, and I, it ain't a big deal. I don't miss anything. So this is the time of year we, we start to kind of say what kind of bolt-ons, you know, how big, what do we want to do? What do we want to do different? So maybe drop in the comment in the comment section, what would you like to see us do different? More of, less of, whatever. I just did the Live video. I, I, was, I was media at the Live Miami event. I dropped that podcast and video uh, last week. It's gotten some interesting comments already. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Drop all that for us um, in, in the comments. That would be great. But, but let's, look at, let's look at something else here. Uh, let's see here. What, what, which year is this? I don't know. I, I can't. Okay, this is, so this is last year. So this is last year, Houston Open, uh, the, your leaderboard on Fantasy National, and the strokes gain categories on the leaderboard. Notice, notice this. Um, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, let's look at the top 10 here from Sam Burns up. You got, you, you got, you know, off the tee is not quite as much as I would have thought. Now your top three guys definitely did, their, did the damn thing. But look at, you know, look at on approach play, a lot higher approach numbers, which is what we see on the PJ Tour from time, you know, we, we definitely see that from time to time. I mean, Kokrak hit it so good, he could lose four strokes on approach, probably small sample size, or around the greens, and it didn't even matter. Uh, Kevin Tway just putted his nuts off at 8.7 strokes game putting. That's ridiculous. Uh, but putting, definitely, there were some spike putting weeks here for a lot of these guys. I, I'm showing this to tell you, like, I don't know that off the tee, I, like I said, I think that distance factor is going to come into play here. Like Kokrak hits it long, Tway hits it long, Scheffler hits it long. Uh, these two don't. Trainer can move it more, further than you think. Streb not really. Henley not really. Tringali's not short. Burns moves it. So you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a mix, right? But we've definitely seen, uh, you know, we've seen length tends to tends to matter here. So I, I think that's worth looking at. I want to show you something else. Let me share another screen. Look, we're just getting real interactive. It's like like when you're in school and the teacher's going to show you a movie. We're just going to get interactive. I like to look at this. Now, I usually like to look at, look at it when you have a bigger sample size. But this is Memorial Park Golf Course on Data Golf, and I've sorted it by stroke gain versus expectation. I love to look at this every week. Um, and now normally, if we had a bigger sample size, you know, we've been playing this course five-plus years, I would move the minimum round expectation to like eight or 12 minimum rounds. <coughs> Here, I've just got it sorted to zero since we've only played here twice. So you need to keep in mind the rounds played. But just as we scroll through here, looking at guys who I, I especially like to look at the guys who play here twice um, and see, like, I mean, look at Adam Long right here. T11, both, both times out. Um, Kevin Tway missed a cut first year, finished runner-up the second year. But you don't have a whole lot of guys, you know, popping up here at the top that have even played it twice. Uh, Adam Long, you got Kramer Hickok, 58th, and then Bam, a fourth. Uh, Sam Burns, T7 both times. That's something to note. He's here. He's back. I think he's coming off a T7 at the CJ Cup, too. Mackenzie Hughes, T7 and a T29. He's also uh, fresh, you know, uh, veined out Mackenzie Hughes because he's been, he's been lifting a lot, apparently. That's what they want us to believe. He's been lifting. He's been in the gym, getting all veined out, veins popping and stuff. He's hitting it further. 
And um, so that's some that might be someone to watch. Scott Piercy, T32, T19. That tells you it's a ball striker, iron kind of you know spot. Cameron Tringali, same thing, T29, T7. Uh, Aaron Wise, God love him, 11th and 26th. Matt McNeely, 20th and 19th. Probably just putted his his wiener off. McCarthy, we know does that, 38th and 11th. Uh, so I mean, just you know, Henley here, T29, T7. I think he's coming back this week. I haven't, I don't, I haven't looked at the field. We're about to do that, but I'm, I think he has. Johnny Vegas, UT guy, um, T44, T26, Scheffler, T32, T2. So this is just some, something to look at. And then, like, I always like scrolling to the bottom. Now, I tend to like doing this more when we have a bigger sample size, just to see who really sucks here. Oh, look, Chase Kepka. Imagine that. Um, but, you know, he's only played two rounds. So, like, Lee, what, look at guys who've played four rounds of both years and they missed the cut. Jimmy Walker, he's getting a sponsor's exemption this week. Um, who else? Uh, Cam Davis. That's weird. Why does he suck here? I would think this would be a great Cam Davis course. Uh, Pat Perez is irrelevant. Sam Ryder, who's actually on kind of a heater right now, has not played well here last two events, uh, or last two years. Um, Keith Mitchell. I don't know if he's in the field. Miscut, T41. Stuart Sink, two miscuts. Jason Duffner, two miscuts. Anyway, I like that view on, uh, on Data Golf. <clears throat> All right, let's get to it. Let's open it up. I'm going to open up the odds board. We're going to give first reactions. We're going to shop some lines because that's what smart bettors do. You shop lines. Don't bet on the shortest line just because you like the book or because you're lazy. Don't do that. That is what, that is what you should not do. Shop the line and, um, and help me shop, okay? Because I've only got three pulled up today, DraftKings, FanDuel, and BetMGM. So if you guys have other books open with me, if you're following along, help me out. Okay, help me out. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Um, all right, here we go. Top of the board, Scotty Scheffler. That makes sense. You know, if he wins this week, he's world number one. He's plus 550 on DK and FanDuel, plus 600 on BetMGM. I mean, I'm never betting a single-digit favorite. It's just never happening. In my, never happening. It, will, it won't happen. I will never do it. I've never done it in seven years. I won't do it now. But Scotty's probably a fantastic play. He's probably going to win, and the favorites are going to continue to dominate the world of golf, um, which pisses me off. So at the top, let me just go through some names real quick and, and like tear this, tear this bad boy out. Sam Burns, Tony Finau, Aaron Wise, and then it goes to Montgomery, McNeely, Hideki. Wow. Uh, Henley. So I, I would put the – I would if I were tearing this, it would be like Scheffler, Burns, Finau, Wise, Hideki. That's like tier one. So the fact that Hideki's 22 to one, and I know Hideki's not played super good maybe lately. Is that, is that kind of what we've seen? I mean, he probably uh, disappointed some in Japan at the Zozo uh, with his 40th place finish and a 34th at the CJ Cup. So, I mean, I don't know. But like Hideki's just one of those guys at, at any moment he could, he could go ham on your ass. So I, I don't. I kind of like that. I mean, I kind of like the value on Hideki. 22 to 1 on DraftKings. Where is he on FanDuel? Mm, yeah, see, on FanDuel, they've got him as the, they've got him right underneath Wise. He's at 19 to 1. MGM, he's at 22 to 1. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good value, honestly. I do. Burns, I mean, if I were going to take a really short number, maybe Burns, but I mean, uh, when's the last time we've seen Burns? Let, let me, let me, let me look at something here. Uh, yeah. I need to, I need to get my fantasy national life in order here. Hold on. 
I'm feeling better this week, by the way. If you're watching last week and I was hacking and shit, you know, uh, I'm definitely feeling better. So that's good. Uh, saw Burns at the CJ Cup T7. I like it. I, li- I like Burns a little bit. If I were going to go up there, but, I, I, but I'm, I'm not. 12-1 to 1 on FanDuel, 12-1. to 1. No, something. we're not doing that. Taylor Montgomery, this could be the first one. Like, this could be it. 20 to 1 on, 29 to 1 on FanDuel. That makes me happier. 28 to 1 on BetMGM. DraftKings has him at 20, right? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Montgomery is the real deal. This, I mean, his, the start to his year, holy shit. A third, a ninth, a 15th, a 13th, and a 10th. Like, he's actually trending down with a 15th, 13th, and 10th from the first two starts. That's kind of a dumb statement, but you get it. Like, he is killing it. Now, he's doing a lot of it on the greens. Wow. But he's like a long hitter. Um, man, holy, holy crap. Long hitter, but he's, he's hitting his... Why are his irons so bad? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, T-Mont's, T-Mont is enticing. T-Mont is enticing. Oh, Nita's here. Good morning, Nita. Um, let's secure the bag. I'm trying, girl. You know I'm trying. I got, I got this week and next week, and then I'm mailing it in to, you know, start figuring out, you know, what size bolt-ons I'm putting on in the offseason. I, Ta- I think Taylor Montgomery might be a click at 29. It, it just it's probably going to get bet down because people like him. It won't go down much, but I like him. I like him. Um, Russell Henley. You know, we, t- we talked about Seamus last week. Russell Henley, T29 and a T7 here. Hang on a second. I got something. You ever just get like, <clears throat> like some, some rogue, uh, like a rogue spit or something that just won't, they don't, they don't want to cooperate. That's weird. This is the danger of going live. Um, anyway, uh, Russell Henley. I don't know that Russell Henley's the kind of guy that I bet coming off a win, like back-to-back. I think it was emotional for him, which is great. He's a bulldog, which is great, but 25-1, to 1, nah. Um, Jason Day's been playing better, huh? Jason Day's been doing all right. <clears throat> this could be an interesting spot for him. Length, uh, putting seems to be a thing. Let's take a look at Jason Day. I've kind of been off of him most of the season, honestly. But his irons are hot. Dude, I might like me a little J-Day. I might like me a little J-Day. T7, or wait a minute, no, did he play? Did he play Jason Day? Yeah, T7 the first year, T54 last year. Damn, y'all, do you think Jason Day could win? Like, in the fall, we've had Keegan, who, you know, we, we hadn't seen win for a few years. Henley, who we, we hadn't seen win for a few years. And then, I mean, Jason Days, I don't hate it. I kind of don't hate it. What are, what are my, is anybody, what do you think in the chat? 30 to 1 on DraftKings, 31 to 1 on FanDuel. Thank you, FanDuel, for that little, that little extra inch. We all wish we had, we all wish we had that. Um, MGM, 33 to 1. I kind of like it. I mean, I'm a little tempted. By I'm a little tempted by by J Day at 33 to one. I, is Denny McCarthy gonna win? Like let, let's be honest. Did, Denny does Denny McCarthy have that dog in him? You know if we if we did the X-ray photo with Denny, 
is there a dog in there? I talked about this last week, and I won't, I'll try not to use the same joke, but I talked about how some guys have the pit bull and some guys have the cockadoodle poo dog in there. And I just don't – I don't know that Denny's going to win at a tournament like this in a field like that. I could see Denny winning. Denny's going to win in a very crappy field. Like, that's just going to happen. But I am not, I am not convinced Denny is going to win outside of that. So I'm out. Andrew Putnam, not going to do it. Oh, my boy Naismith's back? Where has Naismith been? What has he been doing? We haven't seen him since the Zozo. T9, T2, T9 to start his, to start his season. How are we doing? Um, love that. Has he played here? I mean, he's not the longest guy in the world. Yeah, f- missed the cut first year, 46th t- uh, in last year. Um, oh, sh- no, that's the wrong. Okay. What what if I could get a better number, I'd be interested. Forty to one. Four, he's forty to one everywhere. So he's probably not uh probably not great. Sahith. Do we think Sahith's gonna do it? Forty, thirty-seven, forty. I see I don't love I don't love these I don't love the value here. Chris says Naismith's on fire. He is. I love it. I love it. I d I don't my, what, I'm, what I'm anticipating, though, is that when I see the numbers here in this range, I'm going to be a little disappointed. And, like, as you go to compare them against guys longer, you're just going to – they're not that different, you know? So let's keep, let's keep going. Um, <clears throat> Joel Damon. Joel's playing great. He's racking up money in FedEx Cup points. I don't, I don't think this is a great course for him despite his, his good play. Uh, here in the past uh, with a T5 last year. I, I think that might be a little fluky. I'm going to chalk that up to sample size, if I'm honest, but so I'm out on that one. Uh, Brent, thank you, Brent. This is what you're here for. 50 to 1 on uh, Bet Rivers is the gala. So if you're interested in that, thank you for that shopping. Appreciate that. So Damon, I think I'm out on Norin, no, Hadwin, no, Pendrith. When's the last time we saw Pendrith? 44th at the Shriners. Um, it feels like it could be a, a spot, but do we think Pinterest? No, Pinterest putting in short game isn't as good to win on a, on a tougher course right now. If, if, is, if that improves, I think we got a, we got a live look. That's the thing about, about Memorial park. I do think that <clears throat> unlike some of the birdie fest we've seen in the fall, it's going to play a little tougher, right? We know that 10 under 13 under winning score. And I, I think what that means is, you know, short game could factor in a little bit and just bogey avoidance overall is going to be a thing. So maybe put that in your models. I wouldn't overdo it. Cause I mean, I showed you the, the, the strokes gained uh, factors on the leaderboard, for example, last year. And you know, there were guys that, you know, strokes gained around the green wasn't a big deal. By the way, is my sound weird? We, we, we have, that's another thing we're going to be doing in the six week break is figuring out technology again, because some, for some reason, technical difficulties used to only affect Pat. Now they're affecting me. So I've got, I've got sound issues. My mic stuff has been going on. Pat's having mic issues. We've done everything we can do. If you know some sound, if, you, if, you're, a, um, if, you're, real, if you're a real studied up on sound, on ears and sound and technology, and you're kind of a um, you're Dr. Sound, you got a PhD in that, let me know. Reach out because we could use a little help. I, I don't know. Like, stuff's going on. I'm listening back to stuff I've been doing, and it's not sounding like this mic should sound. 
and Pat's mic's popping and we've replaced everything and don't understand it. So anyway, we're not trying, we're not trying to just constantly stay a really shitty production, but you know, I know we lose people when that happens, but that's not what we're trying to do. Um, I think I'm out on Taylor Pendrith, but I might be in on Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore playing good, the, uh, looking for that first dub. He's been playing good um, and kind of does a little bit of everything well. Struggles at times with the irons, but when he has a good iron week, he's trouble. I don't know, though. Is that it still, it still could be that kind of that same thing where, like, I get, let's see, he missed a cut here last year. Uh, what are the odds on Taylor Moore? 60 to 1 on FanDuel. That's more interesting. Uh, Taylor Moore, Taylor Moore, Taylor Moore. 66 to 1 on MGM. All right. I mean, I, I, so far, not a whole lot of like automatic clicks. Like, we got to click this now. So far, I'm not there. Grillo. Gosh dang it, Grillo. Like, I, Grillo, I, he might be playing too much golf at this point. So I think I'm probably going gonna, gonna to pass on Grillo in the outright market. Davis Riley, what didn't he play? Didn't he play okay this week? Yeah, T twenty one. Kind of good to see him get back on it. I don't know if I don't know if it's if it's outright Davis Riley season, but good to see him. You know, hit at least hit it decent again. Um, so no, probably not him. Mitchell, no. Uh, Siwoo, probably won't have to convince me. Let's see, where's uh, where's the best number on Siwoo? He's fifty to one on DK. <clears throat> Mm. Where is he? Where is Siwoo on FanDuel? Can't find him. This happens to me. Oh, 42 on FanDuel. 50 on on uh, MGM. I don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, okay. Thanks for the feedback that I'm sounding better. Um, Brent, this is a Parkland course, right? I mean, that's like saying... Uh, that's like saying, um, I don't know, man. That's like saying something. Like uh, so many courses, they say that, and I just don't know that. Does that mean it's a parking course if it has trees? I don't really know what that means. I maybe put that in the chat. How do we define a parking course? I know that it used to be more of a parking course than it is because, but now Dokes removed a bunch of trees. Um, it is a muni. It's a it's a muni public course, which is cool. I guess it qualifies as a parking course. I don't really, I, you know, Tour Junkies Enterprises has never really gotten into uh, course correlations in our seven years and talking to players and talking to caddies. Most players and caddies don't really weigh those kind of things either in terms of uh, correlated courses. I think, I think a lot of people in the industry spend too much time on correlated courses. Um, and, and when they're success, they go, ah, oh, see, look, it's a correlated course. But I think that's more noise than anything um it's golf golf courses i mean yes there are things that are related and similar but i don't i don't i think if the fields are different how do we how can we really compare and the weather's different the time of year's different so why why is some course over here the same as this over here and correlated so we we don't really spend a lot of time doing that maybe we're the idiots in that in that department i don't know maybe um okay Next name that jumps out at me a little bit is Alex Smalley. But, the, but, but, but outright Alex? Do we want to do outright Alex? I don't think I do. I don't think I want to do outright Alex. There we go. All right, talk myself out of that one. 
could I be a McKenzie Hughes guy now? Maybe. I've never been a McKenzie Hughes guy, ever, ever. I said it after he won a couple weeks ago. Like, geez, can't ever see myself. Um, it, I, I've, never, I've never seen myself betting McKenzie Hughes. But if he's got a, you know, got a new weapon in the bag because he's got that, you know, he's veined out and he's taking better care of himself, he's Scott Stallings himself, then I, I respect that. And that, 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 in, that intrigues me a little bit. So, I mean, 65 to 1 McKenzie Hughes, that, that is interesting for a guy who's coming off a dub. Uh, let's see, uh, where is he on Bet MGM? He is 50 to 1. So, what did I say he was on FanDuel? So, oh, 50 on FanDuel. 65? That feels good. God dang. I never, I mean, what? 2022 is weird. 2022 is weird for me to say that. But it feels good. The win at the Sanderson was impressive. The 5.3 strokes gained on approach. Like, you guys realize this? Mackenzie Hughes has a, this is nuts. Mackenzie Hughes has 161 logged uh, tournaments on Fantasy National. Okay, he's been, he's been on tour for a long time. Respect, respect. The 5.3 strokes gained on approach for Mackenzie Hughes is his fourth best strokes gained approach performance of all 161 deals. And actually, 5.3 is not a lot. Like, go look at, Freaking go look at Cameron Tringali. Like, that's a really average name, probably in the same, you know, hemisphere, whatever, as as Mackenzie Hughes in terms of a level player that we're talking about. I mean, I know Mackenzie Hughes won before before just you know a couple weeks ago, but a similar player, right? Cameron Tringali's iron numbers, probably his best iron numbers are what like 5.3 would be down the list. Mackenzie Hughes' irons have sucked for a long time. That has been what's held him back. If the distance thing, if adding distance has now, you know, is now there and he's hitting shorter irons into these greens, you could see that improve. Now, is, it, is, is the 5.3 a little bit of a fluke? I mean, I don't expect him to get 5.3 again this week, but that is interesting. So I, I, like, I like Hughes a little bit. I think that's a click, 65 to 1. I also like Dean Burmester right there at 65 to 1. I think, um, oh, yeah, Jackie's in here. Jackie's talking him up. Don't skip over Mean Daddy Dean. Oh, Mean Daddy Dean. Talk to me, Jackie. Talk to me, Jackie. 65 to 1. Um, where is he on FanDuel? What's the best number on Dean, y'all? Uh, whoa. He's 95 to 1 on FanDuel. Red alert. Red alert, right? It's, there's no way. Is he, is he that long on MGM? Is, is DraftKings just that show? He's 80 to 1 on MGM. Y'all, Dean Burmester should not be 95 to 1. That is a click. That is 100% a click. I mean, he kind of, I think he had a rough Sunday. I think he had a rough Sunday at, at, uh, at Mayakoba, but he was, playing, he was doing better. But I mean, Mayakoba's going to bridle our boy Dean. Dean freaking melts the golf ball. Okay, he hits it long. Okay, very, very long. This place will be much better for him. I don't think he's played here before. I mean, this is obviously his first year. First year full status on the PJ Tour. Uh, ooh, Brent, thank you. Good find. 
Bet Rivers has the numbers here. But Mackenzie Hughes, 80 to 1 on Bet Rivers. Uh, remind me of these when we, what was the other one you said? Who else was on? Oh, Thigala was on. All right. So Hughes on 80, 80 to 1, Riv, Hughes. Uh, y'all, Burmester is a click. Click it, hit it, do it right now. Um, that's just a good bet. The guy's won on the on the world stage before. He's not, you know, if if you're not familiar with him, he's been a DP World Tour, you know, staple for a long time. Uh, let me look him up on. Let's just sit here for a second on on Burmester here. Bur Burmester. Burmester. I don't know. Um, you tell me. Let's see. Where is he? The old Dean, Mean Dean Burmester. Uh, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Trying to find him on the World Golf Ranking website. Just so, so if you're unfamiliar with the guy, kind of, God dang it. <sighs> Internet. Where, come on, load. Load. Okay, South African, right? Okay, 58th in the World Golf Ranking right now. Um, let's, just, let's just look at his, I mean, he's won, he won the African, South African PGA Championship. He won the Tenerife Open. Those were both in 2021. Uh, let's see his best finishes. Oh, well, I got to go back. Burmester. Um, this guy's a stud. He is a stud, y'all. I'm telling you. Um, best. Okay, here we go. Best performances. That's what I was looking for. In terms of world golf rating and ranking of the field, all that kind of stuff. This is probably too long to be spent on Burmester, but is what it is. Uh, so let's see. DP World Tour Championship in Dubai in 2018 finished fourth. T11 at last year's Open. I mean, yeah, the guy the guy can play. Um, Wentworth, he's played well. He's got a top ten at Wentworth and Genesis Scottish Open last year. Finished T10. <laughs> Another T12 at Wentworth in 2018. Burmester's a guy. So let's do that. Okay. So, did I click him on FanDuel? Yeah, okay, got it. Uh, let's keep working down the board. Rogers, nope. Munoz. Mm, Munoz, I think, didn't he play North Texas? Was he at North Texas or was he at UT? Where did he play his college golf? Uh, somebody help me. Missed the cut here last year. Didn't play the year before. Let's look at Munoz. Why am I a sucker for Munoz? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip Munoz. Okay. Adam Shank, nope. Sig, nope. English, nope. What did English do last week, by the way? Kind of looking at T32. Okay. Um, mm, ah, here's, here's a couple names. Do I want to bet Wyndham Clark? God, like, just, there was like this little, yeah, there was like this little thing that just happened in my brain. This little synapse just fired. That makes me want to bet Wyndham Clark for some reason. God dang. Let's, should I go down that road? Anybody want to come with me? Why do I want to bet on Wyndham Clark all of a sudden? I haven't bet on Wyndham Clark in ages. Ages. Let's, let's see. Wyndham, MF, and Clark. 50 to 1 on FanDuel. That's, that's no, no bueno. 66 on MGM. He's 80 on DraftKings. He feels like... He feels like <clears throat> a possible play. Um, 16th at the Zozo, 29th at the CJ Cup, kind of just to get at least the year going. The Irons have been the issue. 
let's see, has he played here? He's played here, finished 41st in this cut. No, I'm not doing it. Will Gordon, I'm interested in. Will Gordon's playing really well, and now he's going to get to unleash at Memorial. Uh, his best number appear appears to be on DraftKings at 80. Um, Will Gordon's one of the longest hitters on the PGA Tour this year. If you don't know about old Taco or whatever we call him, what do we call him? Supreme Taco Supreme. I think that's his nickname in the Nut Hut. T third at the at uh, at Mayakoba. T thirty five at Butterfield, Bermuda, which are two courses that are going to hold him back off the tee. He'll be able to let it rip here. I really like where he's at. This is his second year on tour. Lost his card. Went back to the Corn Ferry Tour. Here he comes. Will Gordon at 80 feels like a decent enough value. Brent, tell me if there's something better on, on uh, Bet Rivers for Will Gordon, but I like it. I do like that one for, for Will. It's not my favorite bet of the day, but I like it. Straka at 80 to 1 is a little interesting. Um, just because he could just, just, I don't know, he just comes out of nowhere seemingly. T5 here the first time out, missed the cut last year. Let's see, if he's a better number somewhere, that would be obviously better. Um, I don't see where it's set. 60 to 1 on FanDuel. So, no. Um, and 100 to 1 on MGM. Meh, maybe. I don't know. I don't love it. With, with, you know, with scoring being a little tougher here, you start to see, you tend to see the better players kind of rise to the top here. So, it's, it's tougher to play a lot of these triple digit numbers. Um, Okay, so eighty to one for Rivers on on uh, eighty one on Bet Rivers for Will Gordon as well. Hundred to one on River on Straka on Bet Rivers. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean you tend to start seeing just the cream rise to the top, so it's going to be tough here. I mean, if you like Adam Long, I don't think he's going to close one out here. I just don't. Um, Luke List, if he could putt, this kind of feels like a Ryan Palmer week. I don't think he's going to win, but maybe in DFS, it just feels like a Ryan Palmer week. Davis Thompson. That could, Thompson could be interesting. It's at plenty long. Hmm. I like Thompson a little bit. Ninth at the Fortinet, twelfth at the Shriners. Um, comfy on Bermuda. We had him on the podcast. Good kid. I kind of like DT a little bit, just for a, a bomb. You know, just for a long shot bomb. Where is he on Fanduel? He is. Where is he? I hate how they. I can't freaking find him. Where is he? Let me do Control F. I think, right? Isn't that it? Man, oh dang, he's way up there at fifty on Fanduel. Whoa. Okay, hundred to one on MGM. So Fanduel must be smoking Doja on Davis. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. <clears throat> but I do like. I do like Davis Tom. Um, yeah, Brent's with me, you know, I mean, betting on a bunch of bulldogs. Why not? Hell of a game Saturday. God, I'm so happy. Um, well, 125 Thompson, 125 to one on rivers. Okay. 125 to one Riv DT. I like that. Uh, all right, let's wrap up some long shots. If you got anybody else you want me to look at, I will put those in the chat now and we'll take a, we'll take a gander camp champ. What did he do last week? Wasn't he in the field? He probably missed the cut, but I mean, maybe in DFS this is probably a better spot for old Cam Cameron. Um, hasn't played here before. 
Champ is the is like Mr. Volatility. That is for damn sure. Brennan Steel? Uh, no, probably not though. But he makes me stop. Let's see. I uh, haven't played here. Form's okay. <clears throat> um Bo Hostler, terrible record here. Oh, we saw that earlier. Gary Woodland, no. Trey Mullinax, huh? Mullinax, we were we were all liking Mully in the beginning of the in the beginning of the season a little bit, right? Didn't play well at the CJ Cup. I think he finished DFL. I had him. I think we had him all over the place on the CJ Cup. Wasn't good. Missed the cut at the Sanderson. Um, uh, but oh no, he ended the year well last year. He won the Barbasol. That's right. And then he played well. Hmm. Probably not. He missed, played here last year. Missed the cut. So probably no. On Mully, Dil Dylan Fratelli. He can kind of open it up. He hits it a long way. Fratelli. He's a uh, and I, I know he's a Texas UT guy, which I know is not closest to Houston, but he's had a decent start to the fall. What's he done here? T nineteen last year. Fratelli. One one thirty to one. I mean, he's a PGA Tour winner. You could do you could do worse. You could do worse. Um, where is he? He's one. Oh, damn. One seventy on on Fanduel. I mean, if I'm honest, this is probably a top twenty or top forty bomb if you want. But I mean, it's just a name that I'm starting to go. Okay, Danny Willett. Danny Willett's been playing good. I like Danny Willett. One thirty to one on uh, on DraftKings as well. T twenty one last week. Um, Willett's one hundred ten on Fanduel, and he is. Uh, 90 to 1 on MGM. So if you like Danny Willett, 130. That's interesting. Hubbard hates this course. I talked to him about that the other day. Um, SH Kim. Forms lost a little bit. <clears throat> so yeah, now we're getting down into the real big bombs. Ben On's going to tempt me at 150 like he does. It's, it's just a temptress. Eric Van Ruyen. I like Van Ruyen a little bit. He's been playing good, man. This is a better spot for Callum Taren too. Um, I know he's. I know the form hasn't been as good. Ekrot's going to like this course a lot. Um, let's see. All right, so I'm probably. Let's look at a couple of bombs. Somebody asked me about. Okay, Steve asked me about Matt Wallace. Let's look at Matt Wallace. Seemingly uh, playing a little better. Oh, what? Where's? Fantasy National doesn't have him in the field. That's weird. Is he playing? Is he actually playing? Hmm. Don't see Matt Wallace. Uh, where is he? I don't know. I can't find him. I can't find him, so I can't help you there. 170 to 1. Yeah, uh, so... Love love the engagement here, Brent. Bombers, Taron, Champ, Higo. I mean, Champ, no. Taron, what's he been sucking at? I mean, he's he's. I've been talking about him because he's not Bermuda and and Mike Cobra are not courses that are really built for Count Taron's game. <clears throat> um, but you know, I mean, at least he's had a thirteenth at the Sanderson sandwich between the Fortinet and the Shriners and the Butterfield and the Worldwide Technology miscuts. It's probably not an outright click though. If if you're if you're bullish on Taron having a better week than he's been having, then I would say bet him as a top twenty. 
Um, Chris is asking about Justin Lauer. I, this is we're now leaving Justin Lauer territory in terms of a win. If you ask me, I guess the putter the putter has been pretty solid for him, and that could definitely do something. Um, so I mean, uh, that's not a bad that's not a bad take, Chris. What's his number? What's his? Uh, where's Justin Lauer? I, I, I must have skipped over him. Um, what's uh, what's Lauer's number? Somebody give me Lauer's number. Uh, Chris at eighty to one. Is that right? Eighty. Is that the best number for him? Um, I mean, uh, it's probably not a. It's not a. It's not a first click, but it's. It might be one that. Um, you know. You, uh, yeah, he's eighty to one on MGM. Okay. It's probably not a first click, but it's a. It's one that we'll kind of wait and see. It could be a pop the cork, let it breathe kind of situation that he finds himself on my betting card. He was on my betting card, I think, this last week. Uh, I do like where his game is at, where he's headed. Um, but I don't think it's a first click for me. I do want to look at, at Ekroat, which, by the way, we just dropped an interview with Ekroat uh, on the YouTube channel, and I'm going to get it up on the podcast feed today. Uh, I was very good. We had a great time. Ekroat's a good kid. Talked about Oklahoma State. We roasted the piss out of Matt Wolf. I mean, just roasted him. Just put a, to- a torch to, his, to him and had a good time with that. Ekroat's probably not winning, but I, do, I am bullish on Ekroat and DFS and top 20. But the, the form is not quite there, and I'd love to see him kind of get in the fire a little bit before we see a win come out of him. Oh, the other one I wanted to look at was Eric Van Ruyen. Uh, Eric. So, missed the cut at, at Mayakoba. T35, Bermuda. Eh, he's probably not winning. If I could get like a two... Can I get 200 to one on EVR? Yeah, he's 200 to one on DraftKings. Like, I mean, I have $3 on EVR. You know, $4 maybe on EVR. I don't mind. PJ Tour winner. Um, he's shorter everywhere else, 120 and 150. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. Steve's asking about Molinari. Um, probably not for me. Again, like kind of like not in that first click situation. Not playing enough. Doesn't really fit this place for him either. I don't, I don't. He played here 15th. He finished 15th here the first year. Uh, probably not. It's probably not a first click situation for me, Steve. Okay, let, let's kind of go back and recap. So the the clicks would be, um, oh no, not that one. Okay. Um, all right. In the short range, let's take a look. By the way, y'all get on these if you want them because I mean I've literally every week we see these things get shorter within an hour of me doing this, and I'm not saying it's me. I'm just saying th- these lines are moving quickly because smart bettors are hammering some of these outrights early on a Monday. We didn't talk about the weather, but the weather looks very normal Texas weather. It's going to be dry all week, very little rain, if any rain. It's going to be firm and fast, which is good. That, that's good. It's going to make it play more difficult, and it's going to help out the shorter hitters a little bit. Um, and there's going to be some, some typical Texas wind. Nothing crazy, maybe, until we get to the weekend. That, that appears to be there a little bit. So there's no real reason to wait. If you find guys here you like, I think we hammer them. So at the very top of the board, I mean, Hideki at 22 to 1 just feels like a value to me relative to the other names that are shorter than him and around him. Uh, even though the form hasn't looked amazing, Hideki's just that kind of player that he could, he could win coming off of anything. So um, I do like Hideki at, uh, at 22. Um, 
on I think on DraftKings is the best number. And he finished runner up here in 2021. So I mean, obviously he's he's comfy. He knows he knows what's up. Let's look at what he was doing. Let's go back and look at Hideki. Let's see what he was doing before he got here in 20 in the, on the the first year. Let's see. So that would be so as he was coming into this event, the year he finished runner-up, he had finished 28th at the Zozo, 21st at the CJ Cup, missed the cut at the Shriners. That was his first three events of the new season. So, I mean, better than what he's done this year, but not crazy, okay? And he finished runner-up. So Hideki at 22, uh, and then we're going to go, that's on DraftKings. Then uh, Taylor Montgomery at 29, I think I like it. On FanDuel, I'll click that. Jason Day at 33 on BetMGM. Um, that's the best number you can get on Jason Day. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of buying Day. He may not be one that I, you, you have to rush and click on right now, but I think I'm kind of buying it. I, I, I think I am. So <clears throat> let's let's do that. Um, oh, by the way, let's stick let's stick around after and do a quick little NFL short number parlay. You guys tell me what you got. Um, and then and then I kind of take a big leap because I don't love the middle of the board very much. Taylor Moore at 66 is like, ugh. Taylor Moore at 66. That's on MGM. I don't, I don't think Taylor Moore is winning yet. So, so he's probably not a first click. Okay, Taylor Moore's not a first click. So I go from like Taylor Montgomery, J Day in that 30 range to to kind of we're getting in the lengthy, lengthy territory. Uh, our friend Brent tells us Mackenzie Hughes is 80 to 1 on Bet Rivers. That would be the next one for me, and I think that's a click right now. Uh, if you don't have Bet Rivers, you can get uh, you can get them on DraftKings at sixty five to one. That's the best number for Hughes. But I'm clicking it. Two wins in the fall. It's been done before. I could see it happening. So I like that for Mackenzie Hughes. As we continue to work down the board, then we get to Will Gordon at eight, at uh, at eighty to one on DraftKings. I'm I'm believing in big time Will Gordon. You may think he's a rookie, but he's not. This is his second year on the PGA Tour. Um, and he's got a big-time game. He really does. So I, I think that's a bomb that I'll go ahead and click. I like, uh, let's see, who's my other one here? 95-1, um, to 1, Dean Burmester and FanDuel is the click of the week, y'all. Go ahead and hit it. It's an outright, okay? Odds are he ain't winning, but I'm telling you, that number needs to be hammered. Hammer it, okay? Hammer. They FanDuel has him priced with Chet, like Robbie Shelton, Francesco Molinari, Luke List right now. I mean, God, is anyone more broken than Luke List and his putter right now? I mean, he's even broken for Luke List. Burmester is a pound at 95 to 1 on FanDuel. Make FanDuel pay for that one if he wins. God dang. Um, so I like that. Then Davis Thompson at 125 to 1 on Bet Rivers, 100 to 1 on DraftKings. I do like that one as well. And maybe Sepp Straka, 100 to 1. Ah, I don't know. It's probably not a first click. Uh, and then, other than that, I don't know that I have any like go run and bet them now first clicks. For Telly at 170 is kind of on FanDuel, just is kind of out there for me a little bit. I kind of like that one. That, that's that's a bomb. I like that's a bomb. It's a bomb. So that's probably it. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Jackie, Scheffler and his five to one can eat shit respectfully. Yes, that is true. I mean, it's not Scheffler's fault. He's five to one. I guess it is his fault. He's five to one, but it's not, you know. Uh, oh, Veerman, Johan Veer, Johannes Veerman's in here, huh? That's right. I didn't even go down and see it. So he's a uh, dude. This kid hits it so far. Didn't he play at Texas? Was he at Texas? Uh, does he? Did he play at UT? Honestly, though, it's it's if let's let's be reasonable here. Okay, this is not an outright bet. He's not an outright bet. He's a bomb top twenty. When those when when those come out, you know, hit hit him up. Veerman is one to watch. Um, bomb top twenty. Four. Okay, Brent, you're really pushing the Straka thing. I know. I'm I'm on the fence. <clears throat> He's a bulldog. Uh, I do like the PGA National comparison. If you're gonna, I mean, not from like a correlated course thing. I've already hit on that, but just from a tougher course favors the length. Tough, you know, mid long iron, Bermuda track, wind. I could see it. So um, it won't take me much to get to get on Straka. See, now you got Jackie in there. Jackie's on it. Anybody with a good NFL Monday night, like maybe a Monday night prop, anytime touchdown, what are those looking like right now? I'd love to. I did this last week, and the first leg hit. I, I said Nick Chubb, anytime touchdown last week. I loved it. I put him with Victor Hovland to win. Obviously, Victor didn't do his part, but I still like this. I, I like getting an early victory on Monday night, doing a little parlay, and um and pairing it with maybe a shorter number so that we can lengthen it up a bit. You know, so we got the Ravens and the Saints tonight. Let's look at um let's look at the Ravens and Saints game. My freaking computer would respond. Okay. I'm a sucker for the anytime touchdown stuff, but um but you know, I I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to jump off of it if other people want to do you know, other people want to give me something else. Jackie says Alvin Kamara's receiving props. That feels like the that that feels like possibly a thing. I mean, it also feels like it could be a, a sucker bet. Um, Lamar Jackson to run one in at plus one thirty five. That feels like I hate I hate I hate having to bet on any time touchdown for quarterbacks when they have to run it in. I mean, Kamara's minus one twenty five to score be an any time touchdown. That feels very close to automatic. Other than that, the only value I like on the board is honestly Chris Olave with zero Michael Thomas. I mean, they haven't done much anyway. But I mean, Kamara at, at minus one twenty five to score a touchdown is pretty good. If you pair him, what I mean, let's just see it. Let's just see what happens. If you put him with Scotty, you get you get plus ten seventy on DraftKings. So you get you basically get eleven to one Scotty Scheffler. That's terrible. I really don't like. I really. I mean, I. I Burns, if you put him with Burns, you get him at 22 plus 2240. Somebody in the chat, or if you're watching this after it's live, put it in the comment section. Your favorite prop for Monday night. I'd love to put it up. Maybe I'll put it, I'll drop it in the nut hut. We can all sweat it together. But I do like the, I just love the Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown bet. It just, it just makes sense. I just don't know who to put him with. Oh, now top 20s are out. Top 20s just dropped on DraftKings. So let's see. What's a Johannes Veerman top 20 bet look like? Let's do that. Where is it? Uh, or maybe we should do a top 40. Well, I don't want to get out over our skis. Oh, apparently DraftKings is on, is on to him. He's plus 350. So if you put Veerman at a top 20 at plus 350 and Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown, you get a 710 
plus 710 number on DK. Um, uh, there's got to be a bigger bomb we could, could drop a top 20 on. I don't know. Anybody else in the chat? You guys, are, you guys aren't helping me here. Jackson over 58 and a half rushing yards. What's the number on that? That's going to take me a minute to get there. Uh, Jackson. Um, let's see. Mar Jackson. Oh, see, DraftKings has him at 60 and a half. And that's minus 130. Like, I would prefer to get the, yeah, I prefer to get the Camara anytime touchdown deal. All right. <clears throat> oh, it's on FanDuel minus 110. Oh, even better. Okay. Well, maybe we do that. All right. Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the comments. Let me know what you think. Me and Pat are together tonight on the podcast. DFS, little betting talk, little top 20 talk, outright talk. Uh, again on that once now that i get a chance to like run the models do some digging and uh but yeah great show thanks for watching thanks for hanging out and uh let's go let's have a week bend over your book see ya